Welcome to People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose is a podcast of inspiring people whose stories help you see things differently, live with intentionality, elevate the way you participate in the world, and take the necessary leaps in your life to seek and find your passions. Come with us and develop the courage to wholeheartedly pursue your purpose and unleash your truest potential. Hey guys, this is your People of Purpose podcast host, Tanner Badgley. Do you want to get a short email from me? Would you find value in receiving a very short email every other weekend that personalizes your path of purpose? The POP newsletter, because people of purpose, is a very short email where I share with you the most interesting things I've recently discovered, have been thinking about, or implementing into my life each week to more personally and purposefully pursue my purpose. It will include a short update on how my podcast is helping me grow into my purpose, a quote that's been on my mind from a purposeful resource such as a podcast, book, video, or mentor, as well as a nugget of advice from my experience on how to better align and optimize your life for your purpose. And finally, I'll try to share inspiration with you on how one of our listeners is benefiting from people of purpose. So please take a small step of action right now by sending a quick email to peopleofpurposepodcast at gmail.com. You don't even need to write a message. Just include in the subject header, People of Purpose Newsletter, and you'll receive the very next one. Here's to becoming People of Purpose. To pursue my list officially, I was 28. I, I, I got rid of everything I owned. I, I didn't have anything. I just left with a list of not much money. And so that all seemed quite drastic, but it was the easiest decision I ever made because I knew that it was the most important thing for me to be doing, you know, focusing on myself. I'm super passionate about what I do, you know, and I, and I really commit to it. I think in those places, in that headspace, we become super creative, super resourceful, super driven, super flexible, and, and things work. I think the world shows up to help you out. So all I ever cared about was making sure that I was making decisions, every decision in my life based on being passionate. And because of that, money found its way to me. You know, I, I think ultimately what we're after here is opportunity. You can either create an opportunity uh, or you can respond or, or attract an opportunity to you. And when that opportunity comes, that's when you step into it and, you know, achieve your goal with commitment, with action, you know, with an open mind. I think as long as you have breath in your lung and a, and a sound mind, I think you're, uh, you know, I, I think there's ample, infinite opportunities for you to better your life and better those around you. So I was listening to Sports Center, and on Sports Center, I saw that you were doing really cool stuff and then I just started noticing that a lot of this relates to my podcast and as I was watching I was like I need to get in contact with this guy and I told my dad and he was like well that seems like probably really hard because this guy's like on ESPN and I was like no I think I can make it work and it was a bit of a struggle actually I, I contacted your your email address on your site and then your assistant talked to me and she kind of shut me down at first and then I just had to show that I was really passionate about the project I'm doing and how there's a lot of alignment. And yeah, she set us up. In case of an emergency, oxygen masks will fall from the ceiling. Please put yours on first before helping others. Known worldwide for pursuing an incredible list of 100 things that he wants to achieve before he dies, Sebastian Terry's story is surprisingly not about a bucket list. It's about something more far-reaching, Permission, choice, growth, and connection. Affected by a curious mind and the death of a close friend, Sebastian experienced a moment in his life when he asked himself a simple question, am I happy? The answer was no, and so he decided to put down a list of 100 things that he'd always wanted to achieve. Following his heart and armed with nothing but a list, Sebastian's incredible story has grown from an entertaining tale of adventure into a global philanthropic movement that engages a growing tribe of hundreds of thousands to not just set meaningful goals, but pull the trigger and achieve them, all whilst helping others do the same. I thought initially that it would take me 100 things to reach a state of fulfillment, but it's taken me 72 things, says Terry, to realize that ticks are just the beginning. The key to growth and happiness is finding out who you are on a primal level, then being that person each and every day. 
Today, 100 Things acts as a conduit, introducing those in need of help to those who are able to help. The latest evolution is called Kindsome. In this way, the journey has become less about Sebastian's list and more about the art of helping. Sebastian spends his time traveling the world, connecting strangers to help each other. Turned into a best-selling book, 100 Things, an ESPN documentary, 100 Things to Do Before You Die, and most recently, a US-based reality TV show, 100 Things, where Sebastian travels the world, helping complete strangers achieve their specific dreams. 100 Things inspires people and organizations to gain perspective, think big, and be the best they can be on every level so that others can follow suit. From marrying a stranger in Las Vegas, delivering a baby in Canada, and even representing the Mauritanian national rugby team at the African Championships, which they won, Sebastian's most profound moment was when he was first contacted by a suicidal stranger who needed help. 100 Things is no longer about one person. It's about everybody. Today's interview with Sebastian Terry was a whirlwind of an interview. I really enjoyed getting to hear about his purpose and how really it's just not as complicated as we seem to make it. Um, his zest for life, his undying optimism, his faith and trust in people, his open-mindedness. It's just really something to admire. Uh, I think that there's a lot that people can learn um, if they're just entering their initial foray into purpose um, related to creating your own bucket list or wish list of sorts. Um, and it, he just really makes the point that you have everything you need to go forward in your, towards your purpose. That you don't need to be held back by money or expectations or these sort of things that are causing you to be unhappy because those are the cause of your unhappiness. So his story is really amazing and I think that a lot of, a lot of us can replicate that. Um, he makes the point that it starts with clarity about being honest and open with yourself about exactly where you are and finding those places that are making you unhappy and then just creating goals and going after them. And I really love his belief that if you just go wholeheartedly towards, towards your goal, through your purpose, the world will show up to serve you. I really think that that's like um, an awesome mindset that he has. He's created this really cool platform called Kindsome, which we go over. Um, it's a meeting place for human kindness. Um, and it's definitely something that I think a lot of us can look up to as, as for how he's been able to like scale such a purposeful um, initiative um, and just helping out thousands of people to get their dreams uh, fulfilled. Um, I really liked going through a lightning round with him where we went through um, about eight, eight, nine, ten different situations where um, he ticked off a bucket list item and some of the key learnings that he had from it. And I think that he has this really great skill at getting people on board with his mission. Um, and he's just so reflective and articulate and he just really knows what's going on. And I think that he's definitely like become a role model of sorts for me with purpose. So with that, I'm really excited for you to get a listen to this episode with Sebastian Terry. Hello, Sebastian. How are you doing? Hi, mate. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm happy to be talking to you. It's been quite the journey to be able to break down some of your story, <laughs> and it's really fascinating to me, and I'm really, I really think that you're going to have a lot to share today, so I'm extremely excited. How are you? Yeah, same here. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm glad you reached out, and we're uh, finally doing this. So, yeah, looking forward to, um, yeah, looking forward to chat. Absolutely. <laughs> so... But your backstory is that you were struggling to find your purpose at 24, then you lost your friend Chris at, at that time, and it led you to question everything. Um, and then you were able to make a list that you thought would bring a smile to your face. And then from there, you've created an entire lifestyle um, around that that seems to be having a large impact in the world and is doing a lot to make, your ha make you happy and help you to find purpose. And I'm really wanting to learn some of the stories along the way um, and then some of those key ingredients to success that have allowed you to live this life of your dreams. Cause I think that's what a lot of my listeners would like to be able to do as well. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny. I never had like a, a strategy or a vision as to how this would work or what it might be down the line. But I mean, I, I based everything on just trying to be happy 
And I found that doing that and, and uh, you know, um, being willing to take action and commit when needed, um, I just found that kind of more the secret sauce for me. I, you know, as you said, I, I'd lost a friend and that was an addition to getting a university degree that just didn't fulfill me at all. And then I started a company because that's what I thought you people did. You have to start a company. And you know, all those three things just obviously left me in a place I, I just wasn't feeling fulfilled. I, you know, I'd experienced loss through my friend's passing and I just, I just wasn't happy. And I thought, well, this is ridiculous. Imagine if I died today, you know, what would I think about my life? And I realized at that point that I'd be pretty unhappy. You know, I'd hate, you know, essentially at 24 years old, I was looking back at my life and I was thinking, wow, I don't even know who I am. I don't know what my values are. I don't know what makes me smile. I don't know what my principles are, what lights me up inside. And I thought that was terrible. So that was the beginning of me getting a piece of paper and a pen. And I thought, well, if I could change everything, what would I do? And I just began writing down a list of things that I thought might bring a smile to my face, as you say. And uh, yeah, I remember looking down at this list and there were about a hundred things on there after a bit of writing. And I thought, well, that's it. I'm just going to prioritize my happiness. What could be more important? And so I just left. And the rest has kind of unfolded naturally. And we're almost 10 years later now. And um, it's, you know, I've certainly picked up a lot of things on my list. I've learned a lot of things about myself and the world around me. And you know, it's, uh, it's turned into this, this, this movement, which is a lot bigger than just me now. It's certainly about a bigger community. And unfortunately, I get to help a lot of people in, in various ways and, and even now connect strangers to engage in acts of kindness. So, yeah, it's been amazing. I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, that's amazing that you've gotten to that point of your life. How did your purpose evolve from just being your own journey to helping other people? How did that transition take place, unfold? <laughs> Well, well, it was very natural. Um, you know, I, you know, when you jump onto a plane, I, I reference this all the time, but they'll say, in case of an emergency, put your oxygen mask on first before helping others. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's just incredibly powerful and, and accurate, you know, metaphor on, on life, really. Um, you have to look after yourself. And, and once you have your oxygen mask on and you're okay, then I think it's our duty, and it will happen very naturally, that you'll want to, you know, try and help other people. And that's, that's how my story has been. So I, I kind of found that after... You know, X amount of years of this journey, I was ticking off plenty of things. I was living on desert islands for a week and uh, walking across countries and, you know, doing all these various bits and pieces from my list. And then um, at one stage, a guy reached out to me and said, look, would you mind coming to Melbourne and shaving my head? And I thought, well, that's odd. Um, But I did it. I went down to Melbourne. I met this guy called Mark. I shaved his head. And um, as I got to meet Mark, I I noticed uh, that he was in a wheelchair. And his story is that he was bitten by a tick in Greece and he, can, he contracted Lyme disease and that stole him of his ability to, to move. He, he became a quadriplegic very quickly, unable to speak, um, very much a slur and he's a ventilator to sleep at night, etc. And as I was shaving his head, he couldn't really communicate with me verbally at least that he was feeling good, but I could tell in his eyes and I, and I, and I said to him, is there any, way, any other way I can help you? And he said something and his translator, Kara, looked at me and said, Mark's always wanted to complete a half marathon. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. How do I help? And he looked at me and it was the first thing I understood him say. And he, he simply said, push me. And so that was really the, the opportunity that, that I needed from Mark to say, yes, I will help you. And I felt so compelled to do it. And I started training. I ended up into a, into a half marathon back in Australia. And a few months later, I ended up uh, pushing him. And so it was, it, it, it was amazing. It, was, it wasn't on my list. It was purely this idea of helping somebody else out. And I felt a way that I hadn't ever felt before. I felt amazing. I felt like I was living life on purpose. I felt that I had true connection with somebody. I felt useful. I felt of service to someone. And, and, I, and, and I know from Mark's point of view that he felt seen and he felt um, like he was part of this, you know, really authentic, deep, personal connection with me. And, you know, it was very mutual. And from that moment on, I haven't looked back. And so I now spend a lot of time helping people. And, and, and that's kind of what's happened now. And if you fast forward to today, I'm now living in LA. I moved here from Australia. I've just released a, uh, a kindness platform um, based on the theory that everyone wants to be kind. You know, everyone wants to be good to each other. We're just not exactly sure how all the time. And I think if we're given opportunities to be kind, that's when we're able to go, okay, I'm going to do this. And so Kindsome is, is it's a, it's a platform. It's almost like an online dating site, but for acts of kindness. So people who need help go there and they share their stories. And then people who want to help go there and they look for people in their location or via category, and you know whether it's last wish or elderly or sick uh, and many more animals. Um, and they, you know, they're, they're on a map is populated all these dots and each dot is somebody who needs help and you can look at each person and if you think you can contribute and you feel compelled to do so, you can reach out to them directly. So 
I mean, in a nutshell, that's kind of how the story's gone. I, I don't know where it goes to next. I certainly feel like I'm living on purpose. And uh, yeah, that's all I know. <laughs> that's awesome. So as you're making the next decision on like, say, developing a new platform or traveling to the other half of the world to go help a stranger, what is it that you would describe as motivating that? Like, is it purpose? And if so, like, what is, what is your purpose in all of this? I think it's a very daunting question for anyone to sit there and go, right, I've got a piece of paper in front of me. What is my purpose? Right. Um, I, th- I think it's just very, it's very tricky. Like, I don't really do construct any, because there's so much literature on this, and obviously there's so many people in this kind of personal development, growth space. I mean, I, I don't know what the exact um, you know, definition of purpose is. Perhaps it's different for everyone, but, but I know that everything I do, I, 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 I kind of go with the heart, and I really pursue the things that, that resonate with me on, on a deeper level. Um, mm-hmm. certainly I knew that I needed, um, help or I needed a, a big tweak in my life when, when my friend passed and, and, you know, in the, in the, in the moments after that, I, I knew that I needed to do something. And so that was my list. And so I was very purpose driven by that, this idea of exploration and trying things and getting out of my comfort zone. It was very important to me at that point to feel like I was breaking the shackles or normality in the way I'd been brought up, which was quite sheltered. Um, I think. Now, uh, the journey's changed for me and I can see that I can make a difference to other people's lives and I'm, I'm now capable of doing it because I put my oxygen mask on via my lips. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so again, like my purpose now is very much about, um, you know, I, I feel that all I want to do and, and all I truly, truly care about is um, trying to scale this idea so that kindness is available to anyone, anywhere, at any time, really, both if you need help or if you want to give help. And so I feel very, very passionate about that. Um, but I do think that, I mean, one thing that drives me is if you think about this, this, this idea that imagine if today was your last day, and this is what started my, my whole journey. Imagine mm-hmm. if today was your last day, and for anyone listening, if they can put themselves in, in, in that kind of scenario, and you, you're lucky enough to have a look back at your life and just you know, quickly assess how it was. It's your last day, so there's no more opportunity to change it. How would you feel? Would you feel happy that you tried everything? Would you feel satisfied that you'd explored in the ways that you wanted to, that you were being yourself, that you you know, had connected with enough people that you were a good enough friend to people that you had, you know, all those things. If, if you think of all those, whatever those questions are for everyone, they're very different for everyone. If you can sit there on your last day and go, that's great. I wouldn't change a thing. Fantastic. I think you've lived an amazing life. Um, but if like me, when I ask myself that very question at 24 and you go, oh gosh, I would change everything. I don't even know who I am. I think that's an op- a, a huge, I mean, a huge opportunity for you to then take action and go, right, how am I going to change this? How am I going to identify what, what, uh, you know, what I'm passionate about? How am, I, how am I going to turn everything I do into a purpose-driven pursuit? And, uh, and you know, I obviously talk about this a lot, and I, I do workshops on it and stuff, but you know, I, I don't think it has to be deconstructed too much or overcomplicated. At the end of the day, we're, we're people. We want to be happy. We want to go to bed each day smiling, if, if possible. And, and we, we need connection. I, I, I think fundamentally, people are good. I see that every single day. We all want to connect with each other. We just, we're not sure how all the time. And so, you know, I think, again, like uh, this idea of trying to connect people is very important to me. So if that's purpose, so be it. If, if that's not purpose, I'm not sure what else it is, but I, I know I, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't need to be so complicated. Um, can you take me back to that, to those times where you were making that, that crossover and what were some of those obstacles in your way from living purposefully and passionately and going to bed with a smile every day? How did you begin to get yourself out of that rut that you had been in? Did you connect with people that, that helped you? Did you take big risks? Did you quit anything? Like what, what kind of transformation did you make initially? Well, it's it kind of, I mean, the, the, actually what happened is I ended up ending a relationship. I stepped away from my business that went on to make money for other people. Um, you know, at 28 years old, when I, when I actually left uh, overseas to pursue my list officially, I was 28. I, I, I got rid of everything I owned. I, I didn't have anything. I just left with a list and not much money. And so that all seems quite drastic, but it was the easiest decision I ever made because I knew that it was the most important thing for me to be doing, you know, focusing on myself. Um, so that's factually, quite practically what happened. Um, but yeah, how did I do it? Well, I don't know. I think I after I knew that it was something that I had to prioritize, and I felt very, very certain that this was important for me to find happiness because I knew that I just wasn't. Um, yeah, the decision was easy, and I, and I just left. I think, you know, at the end of the day, again, we can over-strategize, um, over not complicate this thing, but it's just action. We just need to pull the trigger and go, and 
I think, um, you know, I actually think, I, I, I think there's three things basically that as people, um, we, we, we kind of, uh, I'm trying to think how I would say this. I, I think basically if you imagine a triangle and on the top of the triangle there's belief and, mm-hmm. that, and then the, the second point is, is action and the third point is result. And I mean, it sounds a little bit kind of cheesy, but I think our belief very much, you know, if we, for example, if someone's pessimistic, if you're, um, if you're pessimistic, that's your belief. The world's bad. No one's nice to you. You're, you're not lucky, etc. You go into the world and, and you, you act accordingly. Like you're a little bit shut off. You're a little bit closed. You're pessimistic. You're, you know, you're not really reaching out and talking to people. And I think that leads to a life um, that very much reflects that. The result is that not many people do reach out to you. You, you are sheltered. You do cut yourself off. And you go home every day thinking, well, I am right. The world is negative. Um, and that creates a bit of a habit, right? And I think the only, as opposed, of course, to the optimistic person who wakes up thinking, well, I'm happy, the world's good, I can't wait to see what's going to happen today, I'm going to smile and say hello to people. That's their action, it's very positive, and the result is that people respond. You know, they say hello, they engage in a conversation, they, they see an opportunity, they react if they're optimistic, and they go back home every night thinking, wow, the world is good. And that creates a positive habit. So I, I think I was probably the, the first one when I began my story. You know, I was, I was pretty pessimistic. I didn't know who I was, et cetera. Everything was a little bit darker. And then I thought, well, it's hard to change a belief, you know, without actually having any proof. And it's, it's hard, of course, to change a result. I, and so I just literally thought, well, the only thing I can actually change is my action. So even though I don't feel 100% confident that I can change my life or I can find happiness, I'm at least going to try. And I think it's as simple as that. I think that, you know, for, you know, it goes for anyone, certainly anyone listening. If you're looking to make a change in your life for what it, whatever it is, professionally, personally, Within the community, within the community, you just have to do it. You just have to try something once, and I think that uh, is very much a domino effect. And um, so th- the answer—that was a very long answer—but hmm. the answer is I just tried. That was it. Yeah, I agree so much with that. Like, just if you have the right intention, the right frame of mind, you carry a smile. People feel that, and they want to be a part of that because that is a, a scarce commodity nowadays. It feels like, especially in America. I was living in Thailand. Yeah. I kind of had a similar thing when I was 23. I, I ended a relationship. I quit my job and I moved to Thailand all by myself. Um, and for yeah. 15 months there, I was doing a lot of reflection and learning and growing into like my most authentic identity, I felt like. And I just right. felt like I was able to go somewhere. I did, would have no plans. And then someone would give me shelter, would take me to a great food spot, would give me like a tip for... Um, a new community that I should be a part of. And I joined the Ultimate Frisbee community there. Now I have a girlfriend from that, and she's like a very serious woman in my life now. It's really cool how life brings these things to you if you just put that best foot forward, even if you don't have a plan or a strategy, but having the right like belief system um, and just having like a lot of obstacles, I think it's really powerful. Yeah, no, I agree entirely. It's great to hear, by the way. It's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I really connect with your story over that. Um, the thing that I think, so from coming from Kansas, I think people are a little bit more conservative here. And they want to know like how, how you get by when you don't have money, when you don't have a job, when you don't know where you're going to be sleeping at night. Like, how did you handle that uncertainty in the beginning? Were you like just couch surfing or how did you logistically make it happen to where you could make your way around the world doing your list? without, you know, going bankrupt and needing to live with your parents again. How did you go about doing that? Yeah. Well, I didn't really care what I ended up doing, you know, whether it was sleeping on floors or whatever. I just didn't, like, money Money wasn't the driver for this. I just knew there was something a little bit deeper. Definitely. And so, you know, the, 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 you know, the answer, again, quite practically is um, I left with $9,000. I ran out of $9,000 after about five months. I happened to be in New York. I was staying on the floor of a friend I'd met. Um, and, uh, and then when I ran out of money, I decided to use my credit card and I thought, well, you know, I'm just going to keep on going. I, I don't want to not do this list. I don't want to suddenly put my own happiness on the back burner again. Cause then I think you commit to a life where you're just trying to pay financial catch up and you forget about yourself. So, um, as it happened, I got offered a job in Geneva where they speak French number, uh, it's 46 on my list is to learn French. So I thought, well, that's a good opportunity. So I got my credit card out and I flew to Switzerland and I lived in Geneva learning French whilst earning a tiny bit of money. And then I was offered a book deal somehow out of the blue. I don't know how, but I did. And then that book got published and translated into languages and sold around the world. And then, you know, after that gave me enough money to keep on going a little bit more and covered my debt. And then I got asked to do a lot of speaking. And I, I do a lot of speaking now around the world, which is lovely. Really enjoy, you know, a platform to promote kindness and, you know, self-growth, et cetera. Um, and, uh, I, and then, I don't know, I, I mean, 
but and then I got to do a TV show. I got approached to do a reality show about helping people. So, I mean, these obviously aren't answers that can be like you know um, strictly replicated by people. But all I know conceptually is that I just never put money or this idea that I needed to accumulate money as a priority. I always thought, well, if I'm passionate about what I do super passionate about what I do, you know, and I, and I really commit to it. I think in those places, in that headspace, you become super creative, super resourceful, super driven, super flexible, and, and things work. I think the world shows up to help you out. So all I ever cared about was making sure that I was making decisions, every decision in my life based on being passionate. And because of that, money found its way to me. Um, again, like I don't teach financial literacy courses, but I, you know, I do know that that's certainly what it is for me, and I, and I dare say that um, to a degree it's something that that part can be replicated, just the the, 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 uh, the belief system. Uh, and, and I think if, if you tap into, you know, again, anyone listening, if you tap into that thing that you're really passionate about and you think, well, that's it, I'm going to make this work, you do. Quite simply, you do. People of Purpose is launching its very first ever course, Path to Purpose. Path to Purpose is the new course I'm launching born from the powerful People of Purpose podcast. It draws on a lot of the concepts and messages of the podcast, but it is the very first course and one-on-one coaching program built by me, your podcast host, Tanner Badgley. I've built this course to create strategies, practices, and actions that allow you to trailblaze yourself down your most authentic path of purpose. It's called Path to Purpose. Over our three months together, each member of the program will learn everything they need to successfully carve out their own path to purpose. Our purpose-seeking students will learn about nine different areas of their lives that they can better understand, practice, and master to open up their path to purpose. This individualized course will conclude with a self-designed three-week final project that propels you down your own, very own, dreamlined path to purpose. I, Tanner Babsey, will be with you all the way, hosting weekly one-on-one phone conferences, facilitating all course content, and being available for any question you may have along the way. Everyone taking the course will be walking their own journey, but you won't feel alone in the process. You'll have a team to support your growth. It took a 50-foot fall down the mountain at Yosemite National Park to reach rock bottom and another concussion, breakup, and death in the family and purposeless job to find myself back there. I know the pains of living a life without direction, without guidance, vision, or support. I know how hard it is to decipher what works and what is just gimmicky marketing set up for someone else's success in your pain. I believe the world needs more purposeful people more than ever. It is waiting and ready for you to come alive. That's why I've designed a holistic course that will move you from pain into passion and purpose. This course incorporates my learnings from hosting 40 plus podcast interviews with some of the most purposeful people you'll meet. Insights from my 10 day silent meditation course in Thailand, takeaways from my month long yoga teacher training in India, and the multi-year ongoing rehab from life-changing brain injuries. This course is a product of my intense mission to find purpose as I move to Thailand all by myself to teach English and blog about the learnings of my life. Now that I am living from a place of my truest identity and purpose, it's time to teach and guide others into theirs. Today, I have so many powerful habits, routines, and mindsets that I draw from every day, and it's time to use them to create a more joyful, loving, kind, happy, peaceful and purposeful world. Welcome to our first ever course of Path to Purpose. If you or a loved one is interested in joining our next cohort, send me a direct message at People of Purpose or an email to peopleofpurposepodcast at gmail.com. Spots are limited and it's first come, first serve. When I was stuck in a dark room for a month on work leave from suffering my fourth concussion in the middle of a cold Minnesota winter and the denial of a breakup that was never coming back, I didn't know for sure if I'd ever get back my joy, meaning, and satisfaction with life. It took intentional work, undying belief, and the right people and opportunities to come into my life. I was able to get my best self back, and you can too. I believe we each have a responsibility to find our purpose. The world needs you to come alive for the sake of each other and for the sake of our planet. I know that together through purpose, we can wake up that core part of us that remains dormant, untapped, unutilized, and underappreciated. Path to Purpose will water this little seed at the seed of your soul, and over time it will grow and blossom into a forest of purpose. Make sure you give yourself the best gift you could ever give or receive. Sign up for our next Path to Purpose course and give yourself a sense of meaning and purpose for the rest of your life.
So as a teacher and a speaker um, on these topics, what kind of exercises do you run people through to get them to really tap into that passionate feeling? Like haven't people in a sense kind of lost touch with that when they're 15 years away from the last time they felt passionate or is that easy to just click right back? No. I think it's easy. I, I think it's super easy to get back. In. I mean, as I said, I, I run these like long workshops and uh, you know, I, I think the most important step or the most, well, I'd say the first step uh, to creating a list and finding passion and changing life or, you know, enhancing your life is clarity, just knowing exactly where you are and just being really honest about it, like no rubbish, looking back and seeing what are the things that led you to where you are. And then once I think you do that, you can't change it, but it's good to know why you're there. Then have a look at where you are presently. Are you happy? I mean, really simple question. Are you happy? Are you being a good brother or father or sister or mother? friends um are you uh are you being as productive as you can be creatively are you being as productive as you can be within your role and you know like just very simple questions and you know ultimately all falling under this umbrella are, are you happy and i think if the answer is yes and you look down if you keep going along this, this this trajectory are you happy where you end up and if you look down the line you think yes i am happy how fantastic just enjoy it but if you think well hang on i'm actually not i don't feel good i'm not happy with where i am that's the perfect opportunity to go, okay, I've got clarity. That's important. Now I can change that. Where do I want to be? What do I want to have? How do I want to be? Where do I want to be? All those, again, that, I mean, that essentially that's goal setting, right? And mm -hmm. I think when it comes to goal setting, you just you pull the trigger and go for it. But yeah, I mean, in the workshop, I've got this online modulated course. So it's, you know, it, it's a lot of stuff about um, your values. And I, I get people to write down a eulogy as if today was their last day on earth. So I, I put a few exercises which um, highlight people like the priorities of people's lives not just values but things that they they uh i don't know things that they would like to live by things that are important to them whether it's education or career or faith or spirituality or family or adventure or humor etc and i think once you identify those things in the exercises we then are able to get people to um pinpoint the the the, the, the things that they've identified as important but pinpoint the things that they've overlooked and I think once you start seeing what you've overlooked, and everyone does it, we always overlook things that we, we consider important to ourselves. That's a very good start point for a list. Um, and then I think, you know, of, of course, you, you, you write down this list. It grows. It could be one thing. There does not have to be 100 things. It could be one. It could be 10. doesn't matter. But I think as long as you have a meaningful goal, even just one, I think that's when you just pull the trigger and go for it. You know, I, I think ultimately what we're after here is opportunity. You can either create an opportunity. Uh, or you can respond or, or attract an opportunity to you. And when that opportunity comes, that's when you step into it and, you know, achieve your goal with commitment, with action, um, you know, with an open mind, etc. And it, I mean, it's missing it to you again. Um, but, uh, you know, it's kind of like the underpinning foundation. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so it sounds like a lot of your life is this careful balance of just like being serendipitous, like going with the flow based on like this belief system you have that the world will come to show up and help you out. But when you are, yeah. when you are like needing to write a book and you are needing to make a TV show and you are needed to prepare a speech or like say you're trying to tick off the bucket list of like kissing a celebrity or like being on a Hollywood set, like how do you, how do you learn your way into being ready for being in that position? How do you learn really quickly or teach yourself what you need to know in order to be successful at your next goal? Well, I think you have to test yourself. Yeah, I think you have to test yourself. I mean, you know, the, the first thing, I mean, one thing that's really important is I think the nerves and getting out of your comfort zone, the anxiety and the physical, you know, the sweating and stuff, that always happens to, to everyone when you're on the cusp of trying something for the first time, mm -hmm. especially if you haven't tried anything beforehand. Like, one of the first thing I think on my list happened to be marrying a stranger in Las Vegas sounds bizarre but forgetting what it actually was i was apprehensive i was nervous i was all these things typically i would go oh okay i'm feeling these sensations i'm going to walk in the other direction and avoid it but now i feel those sensations and i just go for it and I, and I think to your question well how do you learn to step into those moments again it's just action um i feel the same apprehensions anxieties nerves etc as anyone else but i typically step into it and so of course to others but i think once you do it once you you, you think oh wow well, wow, I'm really capable. I, I didn't realize I could do that. And then it makes you think about the next thing and it becomes, it's addictive. You know, you think, wow, well, if I can do that, I think I can probably do the other things on my list. And then you find out that you can do that. And you think, wow, if I can do these two things, I can definitely do the third thing. And, and, and it's, so, it, I mean, look, ultimately we're entirely accountable for everything we do in our lives. We're not bystanders, not in the passenger seat, we're flat bang 
in the driving seat. And, and I think that the, as soon as I started to realize that, I think that's when you become super empowered and, and in control 100% of your life. Um, yeah, so I, you know, again, how do you step into it? You just step into it. And who's responsible for that? You are. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have periods where you're just like, I want to take a day off or I want to take a break or I need to rest? And what do you do to fight those urges to go backwards again? Um, well, I don't have urges to go backwards, but I, I mean, I mean, certainly like, you know, rest days and having balance is important. You know, I think I commit now to, to spending a lot of time trying to help and connect others. And, and, you know, every now and then I go, okay, cool. I just need to take a day or two away. And, you know, but I, 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 I surf a lot, which is great. Um, I make sure I, I try and at least give myself enough time to, to unwind. Um, so I, you know, I, but the plus is, is that I'm not, I'm not doing anything in my life that I don't enjoy. And so, um, you know, I, I don't mind working hard and, and, and putting time towards, you know, these, these things that I do and, you know, certainly preparing, like this new website that I just launched, Timesome, it took me a lot of time and it's, you know, there was a lot of hours and, and it's, you know, it's just starting. Now I'm spending a lot of time curating the content and finding people who need help. Again, if anyone is listening to this and they need help with something very meaningful and personal to them that's also non-financial in need, um, let me know. Go to kindsome.com and sign up and I'd love to share your project and connect you with others who can help. So, I mean, I, I don't mind working till two or three in the morning if need be. Um, you know, I, I, in fact, I love it. I, I find those times are maybe some of the most productive for me. However, yeah, uh, you know, I do, I do need to step away every now and then. And for me, it's simple things, surfing, you know. Yeah. So you live in, is it true you live in LA now? Yeah. Yeah, I live in Marin Del Rey in, in LA and I, and I love it. I love cool. it here. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, Kindsome is, can you tell a little bit more about it? It's a, it's a platform for people to post things that they need or want in their life and someone can be kind and help them to complete their project. Is that the essence of it? Yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah basically. It's, uh, it's, it's a kind of like a meeting place for human kindness. It's, it's non-judgmental. It's non-financially driven. It's for people who just really deserve a helping hand or an act of kindness and they share their projects and they become searchable for people who want to be kind, which in my opinion is everyone. I think we all want it. We all have this innate ability and desire to be kind, but we just don't always know how to be. So I think this is the opportunity um, for people to try and help someone on a, peer, on a very personal peer-to-peer -peer level um, directly, instantly, you know, without all the barriers of, of, of charity and volunteering, you know, which is quite typical now. Uh -huh. So yeah, that's, that, that, that's it. I'm, I'm fully committed to it. It's live at the moment. You know, for example, there's a lady who's on dialysis and she needs a kidney donor. So we just promoted her story. Um, there was a dog that was going to get put down on doggy death row. He needed an owner and we found him an owner. Um, a lady had suffered um, uh, sexual abuse um, and she, she's a survivor and she, but, but she wanted to talk to other survivors to see how they coped with it. And so she shared her story, very brave and, uh, and, and a lot of, women reached out to her around the world for help um mm -hmm. to offer help i should say so yeah look uh it, it, there are stories on there getting you know up, uploaded every day and they're, they're all amazing and i, and I yeah that's, that's kind of what it's about and what what do you think that this kinds of platform says about your evolution like now you're 10 years in you said from the time you created your list um, where do you think you are at, are at in your evolution um, to living a more purposeful life that like keeps fulfilling your list and helping others to fulfill their list? Is this like still a beginning stage project in your mind or is this like something that is going to be you know, like a, a giant like forever kind of thing? What, what is your vision for this? Um, well, I, I think it could be almost like a, a global hub for kindness. I, and I really believe that. I think that um, if there's an opportunity for people to be good, they will go and do it because that's what we're wired to do. Um, you know, I, I think that it's already been successful. If no one hears about it, you know, I'll, I'd be so happy with just the, the stories that have happened so far. Um, but I'm not kind of attached to the outcome. Having said that, yeah, I do really think this could be a global thing that changes the way that people basically interact with each other. And I think it will change a culture of um, putting our hand up and asking for help because at the moment it seems like a, a negative thing, right? It's a sign of weakness. It's too vulnerable. But the truth is that for, you know, for connection, true helping connection to, to kind of uh, catalyze, we need to know how to help. So I, I believe that once we realize we're all in the same boat, I think whether you need help or whether you're offering help, you know, we're all in the same boat here. We're, we're all just seeking connection. And so there is no one person more powerful or better than the other. It's not weak to put your hand up and ask for help. So I, you know, I, I think that if I can, if I can manage to um, 
promote that idea and there's a good uptake, you know, I, I think this could be something that could change the world. So, you know, I'm really happy I'm doing it. I think I'm 5% into this journey. I, I think it could go, I mean, look, I, I think it could be a very, very big and, and meaningful story that, that impacts the world. And, you know, uh, I, I, and I'm really open to, you know, whatever happens but that's what i think uh i think it's got great potential so i'm very happy to be committing everything of me to it i don't do anything else that's awesome i have a couple questions about that like how do you um how do you bring people into your team and onto your journey how do you decide like is this just a sebastian terry show or is this like a giant network of people that are all like working towards the same cause like how do you keep your um yeah like what is your leadership style on that is it is it driven from the top or has it become something that's very collaborative with other people? And then also like, how, well, do, you, really, how do you promote this? How do you get a lot of people sure. to be a part of it, know about it and buy into it? Well, in terms of the team, I mean, it's just me really. I have an amazing assistant called Camilla. Um, she helps out, of course. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't really think about leadership styles or anything. I'm, I'm doing what I do. I'm doing it for the right reason. And, and I really care about the people I help. So whoever tends to get involved, however they might get involved, they're, they're doing so because they're, 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 you know, they believe in the same thing. We're very aligned in that sense. And so this just definitely isn't the Sebastian Terry show. I should almost be invisible, really. Um, mm. But I think, you know, the collective idea, the ideology that we can all contribute to something bigger than ourselves is, yeah, we, we all share that. And so this is very much a community where everyone's sort of chipping in to make a bit of a difference. Um, you know, uh, yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I certainly don't see it as, as my thing. Um, although I'm very proud to say that, you know, it's something that I've created. But, I, yeah, no, I think for this to, for this to truly, truly work, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's about, a, you know, a big community. Um, and, uh, I, you know, in the same way that I've been helped in the past, um, you know, I think people are going to are gonna chip in, you know, as needed and help this thing grow. And so, again, it's, yeah, it's just connection. For this to work, it's, it's just going to take connection. And uh, even like the website itself got built by four inmates uh, in San Quentin Prison, currently incarcerated men who are learning a, a, a coding program, which is run by a group called The Last Mile. And I gave a talk to these guys, prisoners, and uh, they said, we can make this for you. And I said, okay. So the website that I think sustains the world in terms of making it kinder was made by four inmates. So, I, you know, we, we all can make a substantial difference in the world. You, you don't have to be me. Um, you can be anyone. And, you know, really, I'm finding that, uh, you, you know, you don't need money to, to make a difference in someone's life. Often you just need time and mm -hmm. care and consideration and, and energy and it could just be as simple as a phone call or even listening to someone um so yeah um i think what's happening is we're growing a community of people who are all committed to trying to be good and trying to connect in in whatever ways are needed those around us and because of that there's just a big army growing and growing of, of, of kindness you know right so what is your number one tip for scaling your purpose or scaling your kindness to getting more people involved in such a passionate way um, I think there's like three things that are important. I, I think leading by example. I, I think that's an important thing. Um, not not necessarily the notion of leading, but, you know, just showing an example. Um, so, you know, people kind of know me now for helping people and the various stories that have happened in the past and there have been some awesome ones. Um, you know, I, I think the idea of inclusion, um, you know, letting people know that this isn't just about me. This is about anyone. Like, whether you need help or whether you want to help, come in and join and sort of off the back of inclusion, I think it's just word opportunity. I think if you create opportunity for people who have seen the example and want to be included, they're going to jump in. And I think when those three things start firing off each other and really light up, I, I think that's how you grow a, a really, uh, you know, engaged, powerful, dynamic community. Oh, I love that. Cool. So I want to kind of switch gears and just like talk about some of the things, your key learnings or takeaways from some of the things on your list that you've done. Um, Sure. You have, yeah. So like, I guess I was imagining sort of like a lightning round of sorts where you answer in just a sentence or two to like different okay. key, key, t key learnings from different experiences. So are that you, sounds great. You so, so I'm going to have to go in. Absolutely. I can't wait. So I don't have much time. So let's do it. Lightning round would be brilliant. <laughs> cool. Cool. So what are your key learnings from living on a deserted island for a week? Um, well, I did it for solitude. I'd always been around people. So I think, you know, the learning is it's really important at times to take a step back, be by yourself and listen to yourself. Nice. And what about living with a tribe for a week? I think appreciation and uh, acknowledgement of difference. I lived with a Maasai tribe in, the, in a, a dormant volcano in Kenya. And uh, it was just an unbelievable experience where I just learned so much about them. I learned so much about me. 
Um, so I just think, you know, exploration and acceptance of others, um, openness to, 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 you know, new learnings is really important. How about hitchhiking across America? Um, trust. I think the people are good. I got into, it took me six days to get across America. I think it was 16 different rides. And every single person, every single car I hopped into, I just trusted. I went with it and, uh, and I met amazing people. We had deep conversations, heart to heart. There were tears and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, it, it confirmed for me that people are good. That's amazing. How about visiting a death row inmate? Um, I, geez, uh, in a sentence, what did I learn from that? I mean, I learned something very profound about life and, and how different it can be for different people. You know, this guy was scheduled to, to be killed. Right. Um, so I, 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 I don't know what the actual lesson there. It was a very, you know, it was a very moving experience for, for both of us actually. Um, but, uh, again, something about openness and, um, and sort of non-judge, non-judgment, you know, like there was still stuff that we were talking about that was very controversial, but I didn't judge. I just listened and it was really interesting to connect with someone in that position. How did you get to connect with someone in that position? I Googled death row pen pals and was met with a database of hundreds of people in death row who want to connect with you via written letters. So I just <laughs> wrote a letter to somebody who I'd never met and I got a reply. And that was the beginning of uh, 12 months back and forth and then he invited me to visit him in prison. Wow, that's that creativity you were talking about, um, how you find that really creative state when you're living out from your passion and your purpose. How about saying yes yeah. to everything for a week? It was really nice to say yes and I you know, had many different experiences. Some people also found out that I was saying yes, and I found that they like to try and take advantage of the situation, um, which is interesting. But, uh, you know, I, I'm a big believer in flow and going with the flow, and, uh, and, and that was somewhat related to that. Mm-hmm. How about staying awake for 72 hours? Oh, one of the hardest things I've done. I would never do that again. I don't even think it's healthy for you. It was a really interesting experience. It was, about, it was more of a mental challenge for me. So, again, I, I think you can put the human body to the, to the test in many ways, and I'm sure many ways far greater than just staying awake for seven, uh, for three days. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was a big one. There's a lot of conversations that happen in your head, which are very weird and, 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 uh, convoluted at times. And, uh, no, I, I did that and I was very happy with it. How about the, the greatest learning you've had from helping somebody else tick off something from their bucket list? Um, it's the greatest thing I've ever done, help someone. Uh, I had to help myself first. And, you know, back to that kind of analogy of putting your oxygen mask on first before helping others. You need to look after yourself first. You need to be selfish, um, maybe even a little bit self-indulgent at first. But when you feel that you're okay, it's crucial to help others. And we all have the ability to help people. Um, it doesn't have to be financial. It's, as I said before, it could be just smiling at someone. So, yeah, and, and it's, you know, living a, a fulfilling life, a, uh, a, a life where everything comes full circle and you're on that last day, your last breath, and you quickly look back at everything and you think, did I live a good life? Well, I think you can definitely live a good life by ticking things off your list, but I think you live a better life by helping people. Yeah. I think my final question is, it seems like you have such a, 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 real, a belief system that makes sense and is coherent, and it almost sounds like you started with it. How did your beliefs change over this time where you would really like you know, immerse yourself in a group of people that had a completely different belief? Did you become more of a spiritual person? Did you become... Like, how did your beliefs change over time? Um, well, I think I'm always open to changing, right? Um, I just kind of went with what felt right. Uh, I think I've certainly been opened up to, like, a, another spiritual uh, dimension. Is that the word? Um, <laughs> but uh, along the way, but, you know, I, I just think we're all very interconnected. I think there's so many, so many, you know, energies and influences out there that we just don't know of that are invisible, therefore because we can't label them, we don't take them as, as, as real. But I, I just think the universe works in mysterious ways. And, and, but I think you can, you can benefit and help others benefit from it if you just tap into it. So I, you know, I mean, maybe I'm getting too specific here, but I mean, in general, look, I, I'm always open to believing new things and exploring and being proven wrong. I'm just very open-minded. And uh, yeah, at, at the same time, yeah, following my heart's always been like the number one thing. I have a huge faith in people now. I think people are amazing. And uh, yeah, I think as long as you have breath in your lungs um, and, a, and a sound mind, but I think you're, uh, you know, I, I think there's ample, infinite opportunities for you to better your life and better those around you. 
That's awesome. So how can people get in contact with your work? Like what are some of the most purposeful things that people could do to really engage with your mindset and your way of living to where they can really embody this altruistic sense of Yeah. I think people can, I mean, if you want, people can follow me on social media. Um, I, you know, 100 Things is um, uh, the website, 100things.com.au. The new website is Kindsum, K-I-N-D-S-U-M. Dot com. That's the kindness, acts of kindness platform. So if anyone needs help or want to help someone, go there. Um, social media or Instagram is said 100 things or kindsome, of course. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, think, I mean, that's a good start. If you subscribe to my site, um, and if you go to 100things.com.au, there's a, there's a button there that's very obvious. Um, you know, I can send you, um, you will automatically get some videos from me actually um, teaching a very fun, simple way to create your own list and just start that journey. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Google me, uh, whatever you need to do and, uh, you know, I, I can try and be as helpful as I can. And how about this online course that you have? I, I'm personally really interested in checking that out because I'm, I'm trying to create a yeah. course of my own right now for people to come into a greater sense of purpose. And I want to see kind of what you put together. Yeah. yeah um, well, the course again, uh, it's, it's, it's being finished now. It's being made to look pretty, um, all the content there. So it will be available very soon. Um, if anyone's interested in that course, please email me or, or you know, hit me up on social media. But, um, you know, the course outlines my journey. It actually reflects my journey, everything condensed into this, this modulated work at your own pace, um, you know, workshops, one of a better word. And it's, uh, it's just very real. It's very real. And it's, uh, it's everything that I've done. And so I think sat in front of your laptop and outside, you go through a big emotional um, kind of roller coaster and you also have a big learning. And, and, and at the end of it, I not only be ready, to, to start taking things off your list, but you will have already started that journey through the, you know, some of the processes that, uh, that, that are on the modules there. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to share that. Awesome. Yeah. I would love to know when that comes out. I want to be one of the people that starts to take it. Um, yeah. And Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate that. I'm so excited to start my own course too. And I feel like a lot of inspiration from what you've been doing. Um, it'd be really wonderful. Thanks for that. Awesome. Hey, I really appreciate your time today, mate. I thank you so much. I, I hope this has been somewhat, uh, you know, helpful for people or entertaining at the very least for people listening. I'm sure it has been. Thank you so much for making the time over this Thanksgiving week. And I know you want to see your family, and so do I. And it's really, really great that we were able to have this conversation. Appreciate it. All right, mate. You take care. Thank you. Perhaps the most helpful, inspiring, and uplifting thing that you can do is leave your feedback. I would love to hear from you how People of Purpose is impacting your life. It's so energizing to know that someone out there in the world of the internet is listening to this thing we're creating. It's hard to know how the project is doing when there's not an audience in front of you to give immediate feedback. The weekly personal message or the occasional review is the most inspiring part of producing and publishing this show. It's oftentimes the most inspiring part of my week, but we need more. Let me know what's resonating and what could use some improvement. If you have new ideas or a question you'd like to ask me, please don't hesitate. This is one instance in which you can exercise your personal power to shape the show. Consider yourself our freelance consultant. And don't forget, if you want to sign up for the POP newsletter or become a volunteer, please reach out. Email us at peopleofpurposepodcast at gmail.com or leave a direct message through our Facebook or Instagram pages. Thank you for your support and listenership, and here's to becoming coming 